Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, and we are about to close out but continue Pride Month. I know that a lot of people think that when a celebration is over, like marriage, it's like, oh, we got married and now you can just go do whatever you want. And I really believe that anytime you close out a celebration, it is the beginning of the new journey for you to take things that you've learned along the way and apply them to your lives, apply them to other people's lives. And in this case, because we are really closing out Pride Month, really taking some of the things you've learned from some of our guests or something that you've learned this month with any celebration that you've been to, to really just be able to take that and use it forward and maybe help educate other people on why they should be supportive of the LGBT QIA plus community. With that said, I am so excited that my family and I were able to celebrate our first Pride Month and Pride festivities this year in New York City. It was amazing. And something that I just kind of thought about along the way as we were just kind of arriving to the event is, you know, I'm so happy that my kids are so young and that these rainbows and different kinds of people, meeting different trans people or seeing them along the way or just the whole vibe and kind of the community is going to just be embedded in their psyche from this young age and nothing's going to be abnormal to them. And I think that's the thing that I really love so much about being able to expose my kids to different people, different kinds of love, different kinds of excitement. And I will say that my kids love some of the costumes. If you're from New York and you're at Pride, my kids love some of the costumes that y'all were wearing. I said, listen, I need to come here. I was like, are we at Halloween or are we at Pride? I mean, come through because people were going all in. I was like, I'm underdressed. With that said, I also wanted to extend the opportunity for some of you, our listeners and people on Instagram and some people in my private group on Facebook to ask questions either based on Pride um, mostly, but also just kind of getting to know me better as a LGBTQIA plus member beyond the fact that I'm gay. And so today, I think you're going to hear some really great questions. You're going to hear some really great answers because, you know, I keep it very real. And hopefully you can use some of these answers and questions to generate conversation in your own life and hopefully spark some interest and excitement and support for the LGBTQIA plus community. Along the way, get ready to trust and believe. Somebody This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Sean, just coming in from running errands and I saw your request. So I would love to ask you, what is the biggest hope that you have for your life, the legacy that you're creating but the biggest obstacle that you see to you getting there? Oh, that's a really great question. So the biggest legacy I want to create, I will tell a story really quick that a few years ago, New York City, I was a new dad and I was really stressed about death, like overly stressed. And I just happened to go out to dinner with a really good friend of mine and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend at the time was like 70. I think he had just turned 70 years old. And so I was explaining to them my stress and having kids and the fear of death and leaving them behind. And he said something really profound to me. He said, how about you focus on the legacy you're going to leave instead of just the fact that you are going to leave or stressing over something that you don't know about? And I thought that was really profound. And so it really got me thinking, what is the legacy I want to leave? And for me, I just want to leave people with the ability and strength to be 100% authentic and free within themselves. I know we hear a lot of times when we scroll on social media, be authentic, be authentic. But 90% of those people are not authentic because they are generating a page that is steering you to think one way about them, but they're not showing their true selves. And that's fine. If you, you could do whatever you want. But for me, about really being able to express yourself socially to your family on social media and being and say, this is me. I met some incredible people that this weekend. Oh, my gosh. I met what I know to be two trans people this weekend. And I was so inspired by them because one of them was had already been clearly through their transition. And in the past, I would get nervous because I'm like, okay, I know this person is going through a transition. I'm trying to figure out how to figure out their pronouns. But in this particular situation, I was just kind of like, what's up, man? Like, I was just like, yes, I was, it was really great to be able to talk to that person because they were free and they were happy with who they were and they were telling me their life story and it was great. And then I met another person that was in the middle of their transition and I know they were taking hormones and it was amazing to see someone's transition and walk around and not wait until they are fully transitioned before they show themselves. And I think that when people are going through a transformation or any kind of transition, it's really important for them to be free. And so I just want people to be free wherever you are. You do not have to be perfect at this moment. We are not. Right now I'm building a house and the process of that was just so crazy because I think that along the way I want everything to be perfect. And I'm like, it's not. And that applies to your life. But that doesn't mean you can't show up every day. That doesn't mean you can't be who you are at this moment. People who love you are going to love you for your authenticity as you go through your journey. Once you get to the other side of your transition or your transformation, you're going to feel really great. So I think that we should really be authentic along the way in our entire lives because it's just 
a transformation. It's just another transformation. And so that's what I hope to leave my kids. That's what I hope to leave everybody out there. The biggest barrier, I'll be really quick with that, is just people. It's just people not wanting to live outside the box. And I feel like if I never moved out of my hometown in New Jersey, I wouldn't be as open-minded as I am. Like, I remember one time I went to, to I lived in Tokyo for a little bit, and I tried raw meat from an animal. And I was just like, what? Like, why am I doing this? And most people, if I would have texted home, they'd be like, ew, that's so disgusting. But I'm like... I love experiencing culture, and I think me traveling and being able to travel in my life really opened my mind to it's just not black and white. Life is not black and white. There's so much color out there and so many different things and so many different people. So I want you to be authentic to who you are and be unapologetic about it. Hey, Sean. Happy Pride Month from a fellow LGBTQ plus community member and mama bear of an LGBTQ plus member. My question to you is, first of all, thank you so much for being authentically you. And you were just, you are incredible. But my question to you is, when was your first Pride? What Pride event did you go to first? Oh my goodness, that is a great question. And thank you so much. So my first Pride was a lot different than most people. My first Pride, I was actually a performer on stage. So I didn't get to go and necessarily be on the other side of just the parties and enjoying it. I actually was asked to perform by a couple different artists at two different events. And so for me, it was really interesting to be a performer on stage and looking out at people who were celebrating Pride. And it was in Los Angeles, and one was in Oakland, and it was just so exciting and fun. And I just thought that being able to provide the smiles and provide the energy for people who were celebrating was so freaking amazing. Also, which was what was really cool is that one of these pride events, RuPaul was performing because one of my friends was a dancer and he was dancing with him. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was just fascinating and fun. I was new to the gay scene, I'll say. So I had never been to circuit parties. I had never been to gay events. I had never been to anything. So to be a performer at my first event and it being pride and I was a performer was great. And a little fun fact was one of the shows that I performed at was choreographed by someone that you guys might not know personally, but he's done so much music from a lot of my programs. My friend Jack. I met him and I performed with an artist. I performed with some people who consider a drag queen artist, even though this person is more like performance art. It's actually the person who married Scott and I. And for me, it was just really exciting to go out and be a part of the performance and be a part of the celebration and be entertainment. I also think really fast that it was really good for me because I think had I gone as just someone that wanted to go to Pride, I probably would have been a little overwhelmed like, oh my gosh, like I can actually celebrate and I probably would have been more like deer in headlights rather than in the lights. Ah. But yeah, so it was great. Next year, if you haven't been to any Pride events, you should really, really, really go. It's so fun. Okay, this is from El Sorcio. Is it okay not to know where you fit under the LGBTQ plus umbrella to know you're queer, but don't know which label? How can you be authentically you and have pride if you don't know how you identify and don't know who slash what you are? Yeah, really good question. If you don't know what label you are or where you fit under the umbrella, I think that 
while we are celebrating pride and I can say that I'm gay and some people can say that they're bi and some people can say that they're trans, I think it's also really, really okay for you not to know what you are and to not label yourself. Sometimes labeling yourself is rushing into something without you really understanding. And I know society automatically labels people just because of what they see or maybe who they love. And you really don't know. There's so many different types of people out here, different types of love. And so if you right now are struggling with where do I fit in, stop trying to fit in. Just be. Go with your heart. Go with however you feel. And I believe that you being able to free your mind of fitting into a box is actually going to get you much further number one in life, but it's also going to make you so much happier because now you're going after what you want and what you desire and what your heart tells you rather than, oh, I hooked up with a guy, so I must be gay. So now I'm only going to hook up with guys or I'm only going to hook up with girls or what gender you identify as. So don't put yourself in a box. I remember Back in the day, because <laughs> I was fast in the streets, honey. But I remember back in the day, I would hook up with these guys, and I was in relationship with guys, and we never had intimacy. Like, one guy, I think I would, like, would kiss, but the other guy, like, we did nothing. Like, he would just come sleep in my house, and it was, like, kind of like we're dating. I'm like, well, what the hell are we doing? But it was weird, but there was obviously some chemistry there. And so I know that these people in those relationships that I have... And I guess I've really figured that out much earlier, which I'm happy about. I didn't pressure or force them into being whatever it is. I was like, hey, I enjoy spending time with this person or these people in these two different situations. And eventually it faded, just like any other relationship. But if I would have immediately said, come on, like you have to date me, you have to be gay, we have to try to have sex, it could have like completely ruined their experience of what they were trying to figure out. And I want you to be able to figure it out. Now, if you're really struggling... If you're really struggling with it and you really don't know, I say seek therapy. I'm telling you right now, it helps so much because now you get to talk to someone who isn't emotionally connected to you and they really help you hear your own voice and hear your own thoughts and process things and give you little nuggets of information for you to guide you on your way to deciding who you are, but don't ha- don't feel like you have to put yourself into a box. It's really just not healthy. Okay, I just wanted to bring something up just on that topic, if that's okay with you, Sean. Of course. Okay, so that question just really had me think about a scene in Shit's Creek, which I, me and Steve are obsessed with the show. It is just amazing for inclusivity, and this scene has actually gotten huge amount of traction in the LGBTQA plus community. So I'd love to share that on top of this question, and maybe that'll help L out a little bit as well. Just to be clear. Um, I'm a red wine drinker. That's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, I only drink red wine. Okay. And up until last night, I was under the impression that you too only drank red wine. But I guess I was wrong. I see where you're going with this. Um, I do drink red wine. But I also drink white wine. And I've been known to sample the occasional rosé. And a couple summers back, I tried a Merlot that used to be a Chardonnay, which got a bit complicated. Okay, yeah, so you're just really open to all wines. I like the wine and not the label. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, This is just very new to me, so 
As long as you didn't roll over and cry yourself to sleep with regret, then we're good, right? No, 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 I absolutely did that. Just wept for hours in the dark. I say we go with this one. It's the biggest. I absolutely love it. I love it so much because I do believe that the world is driven into this funnel. And we start... You ever been on one of those water rides where it starts like a huge funnel and you're going around, you're like, oh my gosh, this is fun. And then it gets small and then you kind of shoot out. I feel like everybody feels like they need to come out this small little hole. I know when I'm riding that particular ride at the top of this funnel, it's way more fun up there. Up here is way more options. Like you are like, I'm enjoying life. So I'm like, you can like all the labels or you can like all the different types of wine out there and be 100% okay. And don't let anybody tell you anything different. Okay, next question is from Taylor. How do I talk about all of it generally? I don't want to disrespect anybody, but there's so many changes and I just want to learn. Talking about LGBTQ and pride and sexuality is very, very difficult, especially if you yourself are not gay or if you're like, hey, I'm a cis woman or cis man and I'm heterosexual and I have no desire to be with anything else other than the opposite sex. I think that the best thing to do is, one, ask questions for of people you know or people you follow or DM people that you just want more information about. We in the community love, we love when people ask us questions. We love when people want to get to know more about our lifestyle because number one, it connects you. I think anytime you ask a question to somebody, you have been sitting on a plane and you're like, I don't really want to talk to people, but then all of a sudden you and this person start talking about something simple that's sitting next to you, and then you end up having this incredible conversation. And a lot of times you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about anything, you just you literally just get to know them. And I think that that's the barrier breaker, if you will, to really understanding people. So if you are confused about what to talk about, one, you can ask people. Two, you can go to an event in your area. Go to a gay bar. Hang out. There's so many different things you can do. Because when you go to a gay bar, me, female or male, a gay person or a person in that bar, 90% of the time is going to say, oh, who are you here with? What are you looking for tonight? Or just something fun just to break the conversation. And you'd be like, oh, well, I'm a cis straight female, but I just have never been to a gay bar before. And I'm telling you, you're going to get a drink bought for you. You're gonna, it's going to be amazing. So just ask questions and make yourself available. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mr. Shanti, you're a busy entrepreneur, athlete, husband, father, friend, supportive of people that are strangers to you. When you find that you're running on complete empty and you don't have much to give, but people still need things from you, how do you fill your cup so that you can provide your best self? Great question. Most of the time, you can't, I say you can't run on empty, but being a father, I'm like, mm, sometimes you actually have to run on empty and you have to give. Luckily for me, I have a great support system, namely and mainly my husband, who really understands, and I understand him, and we understand each other when we are literally at a breaking point. And so, depending on how old your kids are, or I know if you're if you have a spouse, it's really 
communicating your needs. I think a lot of times when we are in a situation where we're overworked, we're on E, we don't want to admit it because a lot of times admitting that you're exhausted is a sign of weakness. I used to be like that even in my company. A couple months ago, I actually sent a message to my entire team. I'm like, listen, once a quarter, y'all get an extra two days off. This has nothing to do with your vacation time or your sick time because I realized that going through surgery recovery, that that time that I had off, it was incredible for my mental health because I had clarity. And number one, you have to find your support system. So if you do happen to be in a relationship or you have friends or neighbors or family close by where you can say, hey, I just need an hour to myself after I finish doing what I need to do for my kids. Can you please let them come over and watch TV? That's how I do it. Don't be afraid to take time for yourself after you're able to finish your obligation because I know the obligations are there. Hey, Shanti. My name's Robin. I go by FunFit Canadian Mom. And my question to you for your Trust and Belief podcast is, when did you know you were gay? I'm the proud parent of a non-binary child who is also gay and they have told me at the age of 11 and 10, and I'm really tired of hearing from everybody that it's just a phase or they're too young to know. As I always say, how did you know you were straight and when did you know? <laughs> oh my goodness, this question. Thank you so much. I, number one, am so appreciative that you're so supportive of your child because it's not everywhere. First of all, it's really hard to say when I knew I was gay because I was born that way. <laughs> so there was no transition for me to be like, I'm straight, now I'm gay. You know what I mean? I just, I didn't have a transition to say that I'm black. Like, I just kind of knew I was black once I saw other people were not. <laughs> you know, and I know that sounds crazy, but there is no cut and dry time for people when they say, or come out as whatever they are. I do have friends, their kids maybe at a younger age said, hey mom, I think I'm bi or I'm trans or I'm non-binary. And I think that what they're saying for the most part is I'm hitting puberty and I'm figuring out my life and I'm giving you a heads up. And it's incredibly brave, number one, for them to be able to say that they are abnormal. Because anytime you don't feel normal in a classroom or around your friends in the lunchroom or even as grown-ups, when you go to a party, when you know you don't feel like what the norm accepts, it's really hard. So for those people out there who say things like, oh, that's just a phase or, oh, I'm just like, why are you diminishing my child's bravery? Because that's basically what you're doing. Because you out there are afraid to show your vulnerability and your insecurities and your imperfections. But now you have a teenager or a preteen that's showing their bravery and making you uncomfortable because that's really what it comes down to is making them uncomfortable because of their religion or because of their beliefs. So now they don't want to open their mind up to be, to say, oh, people are different. I think what's really interesting and quite annoying is how... People who are have those way the way of thinking of I'm not like who have very conservative ways of thinking, meaning there's like life is black or white. I think what's most annoying is they accept differences within their communities. 
it's you accept the differences within your communities, but when it, whenever it becomes uncomfortable, that's when you say that's wrong or that's whatever adjective you want to use to make it sound less than. And I, and to be quite honest, this also happens in, like I say conservative, but it also happens in the more progressive and liberal. Like people, what's very normal for people, they have a hard time understanding anything that's outside of what's acceptable within their space. And so I just think that everybody out there should literally accept when someone is coming either out or going through an event where they need bravery to explain who they are, where they feel abnormal, because it's not easy to be that way. I think it's just really bad if you disrespect someone's child or disrespect a parent because their kid is just different than yours. They're just different. That's it. Now, if you don't like different, you're going to have a really hard time going through life. You're going to you're going to literally be in an uphill battle. I promise you if you accept people's differences and the way that they are and the way that they love, you're going to have a much better experience in this lifetime. So, on top yeah. of that question, let's answer a question from Gwen Higby. She said, "What's the best response when someone says it's your choice to be gay?" I find it insulting and I'm not even gay. You hear that? This woman finds it insulting when people say it's your choice to be gay and she's not even gay. I love that. But here's what I say. I'm going to give you a little scenario. Let's say a guy walks into a bar and he sees another guy who's gay. And he's mad that that guy is gay. And so the straight guy says oh my God, this is horrible. And the only reason you're gay is because you chose to be that way. If someone said that to me, I would be like, oh, oh, I chose to be gay? So that means you walked into this bar tonight being like, yo, I have a desire to hook up with a man. Like I have a desire to go home, be intimate with a man, get between the sheets with a man. I'm like, yes, like I find that man hot as hell, but I'm going to choose to be with a woman instead. You're basically saying, so you're saying, I have a choice. Because I'm gay, I had a choice to sleep with a man or a woman. But because you're straight, you didn't have the choice. So anybody who says to me, you are gay because you made a choice to be gay, the first thing I'm going to say is, so you literally say you want to get down with the get down with me. Like, you have the desire. You can literally get physically excited about me as another man. You're like, Sean... Me and you, I know there was one point in my life where I was like, yes, I'm trying to get down with, I'm trying to get down with you. But then you're like, but I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose to be with women instead. Because if you are thinking that way, then that means you are, first of all, you're missing out because you can have the best of both worlds. But number two, that just literally makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. Why? And why in the world would I want to go to school and be teased for being gay when I cannot go to, when I can go to school and be really happy and be straight like kids go through a lot of shit when they're younger most people only see them getting bullied when they go to school that's what you see but let me tell you what happens with a young kid that's getting bullied before they go to school 
They have a hard time going to bed. They have a hard time sleeping. They have a hard time waking up. They're most of the time keeping that secret away from their parents because they don't even want their parents to know that there's a possibility that they're gay because they're being teased because they're gay. And a lot of kids that are even being teased because they're gay aren't even gay. And so now you're putting that energy and negativity on that person and they're afraid to come to school. And what happens when someone's afraid to come to school? They're, they don't do their work well. They don't want to raise their hand. They don't want to participate because parents out there aren't telling their kids, you're going to go to school and you're going to see people different. And if you find somebody that's different than you, you embrace them, you love them, and you treat them like everyone else. You're not going to get along with everyone. You're not going to be best friends with everyone, but you can be fair to everyone. So for that person and you people out there who told me that I had a choice to be gay, let me know the last time you wanted to hook up with somebody of the same sex and when you suppressed it. Question from Kelly Hamlin. What is the proper way to ask somebody what pronouns they identify as or would like to use? That's a great question. Asking someone their pronouns. I know pronouns are very new. I will say even for me, pronouns came out a few years ago and I was always like, what pronouns? And then knowing that like non-binary and trans people and even gay and straight people, like a lot of people are like, yeah, like some people are like, don't call me she, call me they. I love it. I think it's great. But I think the best way to go about it is to just ask them. It's like, hey, what pronouns do you go by? And if someone doesn't know, they will be educated and hopefully ask someone else. But I do have a funny story about pronouns. So now when I get Uber Eats and I see a picture of the Uber Eats driver and I see their name, I used to be like, hey, man. Like, I'm at address so-and-so, and and I'm like, God, I have to stop doing that. And I'm just like, hello, how are you? I just think that if you are close enough to someone, ask them. But then also, some people will correct you and tell you, and they don't get offended by it, because how would you know? So most people won't be offended by it, and they'll let you know. I just think that if they do let you know, don't be offended by the fact that they corrected you, and that's just their choice. Hi, Sean. So first of all, thank you so much for being such great inspiration to the world. And I would like to see a podcast of your own experience about coming out to your family. Okay, I'm trying to support my son who's 22 with his sexual orientation. And I feel like he hasn't come out yet. And I really want him to feel... (laughs) to feel the best and um, I also want to be the best to help him. So can you please share a podcast on how it was for you or your experience and your struggle so maybe I can help him in a better manner. Thank you so much. Have a great day. My struggle. So for me, I had two sides of the coin. I had a little bit of a struggle coming out, but I also didn't. So my Mom was super supportive. I literally was, I was nervous, but I had to talk to her. I was like, mom, I have to talk to you. And I was like, she was like, yeah. So we went into a room and I told her I was gay along with some other life things that I was going through. And she was super supportive. We laughed. We just had a really, really, really great time. So for me, I think it was different. Now, prior to that, my boyfriend at the time had gone to my grandparents' house. My grandfather's a pastor. And so every time you go to my grandparents' house, you have to go down and you have to say hi to my grandfather. No matter if he's in his bedroom, if he's in his study, if he's watching TV, he was from the old school, the man of the house, you had to say hi to him first. So my boyfriend at the time, I was 21, went downstairs, said hi to my grandfather. And before he could go upstairs, my grandfather said, we have to talk about this relationship you're having with my grandson. 
And my grandmother just came to the rescue and was like, Charles, he has to go. And my mom, I guess my grandmother told my mom, and then my mom was just like, Sean, ooh, pop-up said to George, blah, 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 blah. So then I had to go through this whole thing. Like, I was really mad because I felt like it was an invasion of privacy because I didn't tell you that I was gay. And I'm hiding it from a lot of people because I'm... I went through this whole life hiding it. It should be my choice to come out, right? So with that said, to answer the question, there are so many different ways and so many different reactions. Some people I know say, oh my God, I wish my parents would have just said something. It would have been much easier for me. But you don't know if they're going to be offended because they might not be gay. They just might be, I don't know, like some guys are effeminate, they say. So I know effeminate men who are who pull women like, it ain't no tomorrow, and they're not gay. So I think the best way to go about it is to show your support for LGBTQ. Have a rainbow coffee mug, have a shirt that you wear once in a while, just so your child sees that you do support this community if you're somebody who thinks that your child might be gay and you don't want to make them uncomfortable. But also... Just like every other relationship, communicating vocally is extremely important. So you don't have to be like, hey, are you gay? You could just say, hey, tell me about what's going on. What are you interested in? Do you want to go to concerts? There are different ways to try to, I know teenagers can be tough, but to go through experiences. Because if they like, I want to go to a Lady Gaga concert, then you say, okay, I know Lady Gaga's ex. What outfit are you wearing? And you're going to go to this concert. You're going to see people. So just support their lifestyle. But then there are people who you would never know that they're gay or not. You just really don't know. So I think in general, out there, you just need to be accepting and open and try to have friends that are different. Try not to just stick with the same kind of people. Open up your mind maybe just a little bit. That's possible. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. From Lori Soma, why is LGBTQ plus representation so important, especially to school-aged kids? LGBTQ plus representation is important especially the school-age kids, because it's the foundation. Every single person out there can tell you a story from their childhood where they were made to feel bad, or they, or maybe they were the bully. Or at least 
they remember kids getting bullied, right? And this is such a staple in our lives. Every single one of us is affected in some way by our childhood, be it our childhood in our home, in the school, during sports teams, or any other activities out there that you've been a part of. And I believe that I remember walking to my insanity test group. This is in 2008. I remember walking from my apartment on 48th and 10th all the way to Rockefeller Center in the dead-ass cold. But one of the best things I saw every single morning and then in the afternoon if I was walking were these New York City school-age kids. Now, again, this is 2008, so gay wasn't as accepted as it is now. And I would see kids walking in groups, two boys holding hands. Then their other guy friends with their girlfriends, and they're all talking, and they're all hanging out. And I was like, this is, that's when I was like, this is amazing. I really wish that I would have grown up in this environment, because I just saw kids hanging out with kids. I would see guys kissing, and then the girl and the guy that were holding hands, and the young straight boy go over and hug the two boys. And it was just like, I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, this is amazing, you know? And so I know that doesn't happen everywhere in the country, but I'm just saying that those kids who are gay and even those kids who are straight are going to talk about their experiences growing up in sexuality for the most part, having a positive sexuality or coming of age story when it comes to their, at least their education and going to school for the most part, because they have people there who support them no matter what, who, and a lot of other areas in our country are getting shamed and beat down and feel different and being forced to be homeschooled and being out of, and nothing's wrong with homeschool, but being forced to be homeschooled and being out of not being able to be social with other kids because of fear. And so if we can somehow eliminate that, which I know it'd be really difficult because people have so many different views, but as much as possible, eliminate that in school-aged kids, people's confidence will boost. I think you'll see better grades in school. I think you'll see people either starting a business at a younger age because they have that confidence, or I don't know if you'll see more people going to college. I think people are forced to go to college anyway, but I just feel like their confidence for them to do what they want to do in their life will be significantly enhanced if their confidence is boosted from being young by being 100% authentic to who they are. This is from Lori Laughter. What is the best thing an ally ever did to support your journey? Oh, what is the best thing an ally ever did to support my journey? It was actually my brother because, and I've told this story before, but I think I get a little teary-eyed, but I think that coming out was so like invigorating for me. Again, my mother accepted me right away. My My grandparents didn't kick me out of the house. But I think because my brother was the closest person to me growing up, we were literally born one year apart. So we were like twins. And so going through this journey of my own life, being super close to somebody from the time I was born, it was kind of tough because I'm holding a secret from someone that I've literally told everything to. And so I remember I told my mom that I was gay and I told my mom, I said, mom, do not tell Ennis. I want to tell him myself. And my mom was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to say anything, whatever, whatever. So I was like, okay, Ennis, I'm going to meet you at your apartment when I get off work. So can you be there at 430 or whatever the time was? I pull up. He pulls up. 
I get out the car. I'm like, okay, I got to get in the house. I got to sit on the couch. I have to have to go through this whole moment. And he got out the car and he goes, mom already told me you don't need, like, I don't care. Like we don't, you don't need to come out to me or something like that. And I was just like, first of all, I was like, mom, of course my mom told him, but I'm just like, oh my God. But I think the most supportive thing is he's like, we don't need to talk about that. We can talk. I tell you about the girls that I think are hot. Tell me about the guys you think are hot. Like it was never, ever, 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 ever an issue. And so I think for me, Again, because going back to the previous question, is it important for school-age kids to be supported? And I think that even though at the time I was 21, like being supported by my sibling was really amazing and incredible. And it set the foundation for me, to be quite honest. Like, I was like, if my mom and my brother and my grandparents can accept me, then I can go and live my life. Because all of these other people, at the end of the day... They don't matter because my support system is my family. And with that said, thank you all so much for supporting me throughout this Pride Month journey. I'm so happy you guys were able to come along. I know you've heard some incredible stories. And if you haven't listened to any, we've had some really great topics, namely HIV. We had a gentleman come on and talk about the stigma of HIV and how important it is for all of us to release that stigma and just understand and get educated about people with HIV. Because obviously, if you haven't known, the HIV AIDS epidemic in the late 70s, 80s was huge and gay people were really ostracized because of it. All the way to us talking about a parent coming out to their child, which a lot of times we hear the child coming out to their parents. So that story was really great and interesting too. And then we talked about sexual abuse, which obviously is not a topic that everyone likes to talk about, but I think you learn a lot about. And it also brought up the topic of shame. It's shame in being who you are, shame in being gay, or shame in just being who you are in general because you might not fit in with the crowd. And with that said, I hope that you go back and listen to those. And I hope you continue to trust and believe in who you are because I know that if you find truth and acceptance in your most authentic self throughout your transition or throughout your journey or throughout your transformation, you will feel, even if it is just a little bit better. My name is Sean T. I'll see you next episode.